0: what's happening man how are you sir
1: man i am well my brother it is good to see you on a sunday night sunday night service sunday night
0: service
1: man it's been some kind of week you know we're fresh from vacation and now i need a vacation from a vacation (laughs) them kids man (laughs) i told the church today I told the church, I'm turning into George again. I'm turning into George because I swear I must have threatened him about 30 times. This is the last trip. <laughs> this is the last time I spend money on y'all.
0: You have to turn around in the van. I, I, I turned
1: <laughs> turn this car around right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to go here. I've been to Myrtle Beach. I don't need to. <laughs> It's good though, man. You all know, man. We in dad life right now. So Absolutely. it is is what it is. How was your week, man?
0: Man, my week was well, man. I feel like I have feedback. Can you hear feedback from me?
1: I can't. That that must just be you. That's
0: me myself. I don't know if it's these okay. headphones. But uh yeah, man, my week was well. You know, just uh relaxing, man. Trying to enjoy, you know, being a father again and uh, you know, dealing with crying all night and uh, throw up and you know Father
1: Abraham they don't talk about that in the bible
0: <laughs> no no they'll, they'll tell you about uh, pulling the diaper <laughs> off and the baby peeing on you you know <laughs> trying <laughs> to wipe trying to wipe the baby and then start doodling again right and, right yeah many, like, many
1: what? arrows in your quiver they didn't talk about that they didn't say that you know as as many sand as there is there is on the beach and stars <laughs> in the sky they will all poop on you,
0: <laughs> poop on you. all of them yes they will Doc, but it's it is it is all well with our soul, so we we are. Absolutely.
1: Hey, we got a special guest and we got so much to unpack tonight, and I want you all to tune in, talk back, like, share, comment, make sure, because we got a great show tonight, but we gotta hit up old girl. We gotta circle back, Pastor Jeff, to uh the ghetto's favorite track star.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she she, she looked like she run. She looked like she won, run for Kimmer Brooks.
1: Man, she was. She, She's she sponsored by Hot Cheetos. Yeah.
0: She looked like now coming coming straight out of Highland Homes. Uh. Straight out of,
1: Curie, the young, and, and let, let's just be clear, young, beautiful, wonderful, talented black lady who, by the way, you don't have to tell us, she could outrun all of us. We get it. Now, oh no, I don't know. She, not at this point, right? You might, you might be able to have a chance. Somebody put that post up and said, you know, for those that aren't familiar in hip, the young lady who was disqualified from the Olympics because of the weed and all that, she was going to be the story. She had a chance to run against the Jamaicans who won and got smoked. Let's just be clear Smoke. here. She got smoked, came in last place. There could be a training. Issue of not really being prepared mentally, not being prepared, and can we can we just give some credit to the hungry, beautiful, and talented Jamaican runners who are Absolutely. also our black sisters? Absolutely. Who, quite frankly, and I was going to say this at the end, but I'll say it at the beginning: have sucked have, have had all the attention sucked from them, even though they are actually the winners and the gold medal winners in the Olympics. Right. we are so obsessed right. with this other young lady, who, by the way, we all do celebrate but she sucked up a lot of energy. So what are your thoughts on what the chatter you're seeing? I mean, people are saying y'all y'all turned on her y'all, you know, have turned your back and now you're clowning (laughs) her. What do you, Alicia said she got (laughs) smoked with a pun intended.
0: I mean, I think that's, I think, you know, like you said, a lot of it is probably because of training. A lot of it's probably mental, Uh, you know, you know, as a former a long time ago, former athlete, <laughs> you know, when, when you when you have an injury or when you're out for a while, I know I, I was uh, I actually had to sit out a year because of ineligibility. You know, when people thought, you know, the next year when I came back, all the, t- the team about the Jeff is back, here about to put it in. I it, it, I just was not the same. Right. I You right. know, uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't get back to myself till my senior year. Wow. So, you That's know, you have to you have to, you know, but for all the talking that she done, you know, that's what, that's what, you know, that's what makes it. If she would have just been quiet. And, and that's know.
1: what mixes it up for me, because I feel like we're trying to make this into a social black power. And even one of those kind of protect our sisters type thing, which I agree wholeheartedly with, but this sister is a renowned athlete on that stage. and. She has put her mouth on her talents and abilities, and she did a lot of, you know, crap talking just like a boxer yeah. does or a basketball right, player right, does. Right, right, right. And, and I will say that, I, of course, support our beautiful black woman. There's no doubt about it. But once you're in that platform, it's your job to win. Obviously, it's your job to hype yourself up. You are you are soaking up all the attention that comes with it. Uh, you are supposed to win. And if you don't win, you get clowned. I mean, where I'm literally thinking, like, let, let's not forget, and I hate to say this, and I don't mean to be, you know, combative about the equality issue, but this is another one of those issues where it comes to females being expected to be treated differently than males in certain spaces after they demand equal treatment and attention. Well, listen, Doc, if you get that equal treatment, you're also going to get that equal smoke, no pun intended, and right. you lose. So. <laughs> So if we can give the crying Jordan face to just about every team that loses every week. (laughs) And I'm being real here. Every team that loses every week, let a cornerback get smoked on the field or a guy get dunked on or whatever. And by the way, these young men are only 19 and 20 and 21.
0: Right. What
1: about the young black men that we've turned into memes over and over again after they get embarrassed? You know, so. Let's not play social, you know, sister soldier with these young, you know, I, of course we don't want her to be broken down, but let's be clear, everybody on these platforms are in the same situation with the pain <laughs> pressure. <laughs> we should have had the crying meme ready to go. But so that's the way I say, hey, you talk big and when you lose, you're going to take some L's. We all know what social media brings with this world. Junk talk has elevated to 11 she did all that. She could have just said, I'm glad to be on this platform and have a chance. That's she it. That's all said, she said. She told gold medal winners, I'm going to beat all y'all.
0: <laughs> That's all she just, just, Just be <laughs> quiet. Get up there. Run, lose, and go back and sit down. Wouldn't nobody had nothing to say. We wouldn't even be talking about it right
1: yeah, now. I mean, we still talk about it. But it just wouldn't be so brutal because you bring more attention to yourself. You do. You bring more attention. Le- Le- LeBron brings more attention to himself right, right about, yeah. and i'm never gonna get on that because he responds to everything and i'm sick of it you know we we're calling you old because you are a dude you like 80 in basketball years so you know what are you mad about you know he might as well be metal like lemon out there or, or uh
0: and or let me Freddy just say, let me just say this for the record space jam sucked space Jam. i didn't even see it yet <laughs> space I jam did. two sucked twice
1: well, my kid's still gonna watch it in the outdoor movie at the church anyway, so, oh, well. Illegally, by the way, oh, well. So, hey, you know, still much love to Shea Karee Rich. You know, we don't dislike the sister, you know, and she's gonna make her money and get her attention. I hope she uses her five minutes of fame very well. But uh, again, let's just be clear, you know, you play to win the game, as Herm yeah. Edwards, or that Herm Edwards would say, well, you play to win the game. An old girl didn't win, so we got to get back like on the chopping block.
0: She didn't come second, third, fourth. <laughs> they made up
1: a new position for her to come in. She there was eight lanes and she came in tenth.
0: <laughs> the turtle was running and she was. She was <laughs> the, tortoise and the tortoise in the hair.
1: <laughs> the tortoise in the hair, Peter. <laughs> Who was the man in the Bible that ran all the miles? and <laughs> he beat Peter. <laughs> Peter Tom, beat her to the grave.
0: Tom Hanks was there. Hanks. Running, Forrest got, Gump beat her. Forrest Gump. I was running and rolling.
1: MC Hammer did the running man. He beat her. I mean, it was just <laughs> it was, it was just bad. It was just bad, y'all. All right, let's put these sponsors up, Mike, because we got to stop. We're going to get some angry emails. This. Let's thank our sponsors, Phillips Care Cleaning Service. I, I, I personally vouch for the wonderful service they give to all of their projects whether it's commercial or uh, household deep cleaning carpet cleaning this is a black owned business y'all you support phillips care cleaning service they'll get you right even if your house is nasty they'll take care of you look them up on facebook or call fernando at 219-7916 you also while you're at it can get your yard taken care of with phillips care Lawn care services, again, they do everything from top to bottom, cutting biweekly, weekly trimming, hauling away leaves. I'm a calling this year. I'm not doing my leaves this year. <laughs> I'm just gonna take out a loan uh, <laughs> mortgage one of my kids. I don't know, but somebody gonna get these leaves out my yard back to country living. so check them out again on Facebook. Or look them up, Phillips Care LLC, 330-219-7916. Of course, you're welcome to be sponsors of Religiously Incorrect and reach our millions of viewers and followers, and your business will simply explode beyond your wildest dreams if you (laughs) decide to advertise with us. But we thank Phillips Care family of businesses. Jeff, I'd like you to do the honors of introducing our guests. Y'all like, y'all share, tag somebody. Please,
0: please, tag, share, like, especially... and to my older
1: saints, you have to tag with the at symbol... That is shift two, and then you start typing the name and don't put any spaces. Again, you start with the at symbol. I'm giving instructions because I have some wonderful Second Baptist members that do, they tag with the exclamation point, the, the Q,
0: <laughs>
1: the dollar sign, the cash app and people. Semicomics. Yeah. So you use the at symbol, shift two, and start typing some names and, and bring somebody in. Go ahead, take the honors, Jeff.
0: We are blessed and we are honored to have this brother. He was he's been here with us before, and it was a fantastic show. And we are just so honored to have him back with us today. Y'all put your hands together. Y'all put your virtual hands together. Virtual hands. And for our for our guest, the Reverend Dr. Angel Dela Cruz. Come on, y'all. Give us.
1: There it is, there it
2: is. How you doing, Doc? I'm doing good, fellas. How are you?
1: Oh, well. well, well, well. <laughs>
2: y- y'all are crazy, man.
1: <laughs> well, you must be crazy because we brought you back. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> Our show is entitled, watch this, y'all, Male opause Male woo, and the about. Male Ego. Our mm-hmm. our show is called Men. You've heard of menopause, which is so weird that it's called menopause, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. even though we know that's tied to female function in in, in the medical mm-hmm. sense. But but menopause is, is often spoken of in the female sense of that mm-hmm. transition in life that females go through hormonally, physically, emotionally, and even mentally in some cases. Menopause is a concept that we're going to unpack. And first of all, I guess we'll just start. We're not even gonna go in house life because we know you're blessed. And and and, and Lady uh, Dela Cruz is one of our greatest fans. She's about to have a a, a plaque on the wall pretty soon as our number one viewer. But uh,
0: she she she's gonna, she's gonna be on our fans only page. Our fans only
1: page. The
2: Patreon. Yeah. yeah, she loves you, brothers. She loves y'all. Crazy. Y'all are her Sunday night service. Oh, man. Hey,
1: we, we're, we're honored. We're honored. Amen, so, amen. so tell us, tell the audience, because I'm sure some people don't believe it exists. Tell us, what is, in a short sense, menopause?
2: Well, menopause is exactly what it is for menopause it is the biological, social, and mental changes that every man goes through. As they age in life, um, and because we don't talk about it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Absolutely, it happens to us. Human developmentally, we go through changes from one age uh, group to another, and so uh, a lot of times we're so we're so isolated from each other. We don't talk to each other about it. What the sisters have learned to do is to talk about it and literally build a support network and group so that they can get through it together even telling each other this is what you do when you get hot flashes this is how it's going to happen and let me tell you these are some things you can do when you feel this way or that way when hormones and things start changing you don't ever hear brothers say hey man you know when you start uh, losing testosterone you know uh this is what's going to happen to you brother they, they'll talk about Viagra, but they won't right. talk about, you know, why you have to all of a sudden take Viagra. Right. So it, it's it's still I'm calling it male applause because it is something that we go through that we change. Right
0: Is it is it is it because uh, the male the male ego says I am not getting old. Right, I am still young. I am still uh, vibrant. I still, mm-hmm. you know, I still can pull them. I might not. You're not just still, right, still them. Right. They ain't
1: I'm pulling sorry. them. They dragging them now. They dragging right, them. Right. I can drag them.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. Look. Yeah. You're you're right, Jeff. Our egos and another another what we use as a uh, we've transitioned from the word pride to the word mm-hmm. ego. That's because good. there is something that's we can have a teachable ego. Like y'all are brothers. Y'all are best friends. Y'all can challenge each other when you know you're in your, e- your pride or your ego. You can actually challenge each other and say, hey, man, I think that this is this. Now, y'all may argue and go through changes, but because you love each other, you'll think about that man has your ear. You know right. that he can get past anything that, that you may be going through but the ego does say and let me let me remind everybody the ego uh, it it was the id the ego uh-huh. and the superego and it were created by um let me make sure i get this right uh, by freud freud Sigma. It, created 30. by freud and uh, the ego is where the id which is the 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 conscious that has no training and the superego is what you think you are really and you're really not. And then, and the ego is the moral part of who you are that keeps both in balance. Okay. Mm. So, our egos is who we are. And there is a such thing as healthy egos. Mm. But there are times when we transition in life where our egos become sick.
1: And so, when we talk about, because we throw this word around besides my other worst favorite word hypocritical yes, we sir. throw the word <laughs> egotistical around a lot right, w- right. should we more properly be saying super egotistical as opposed yeah. to egotistical because like yeah. you said there can be good and bad to yes. ego yes. balance so yeah
2: yeah when when i when i see what the let me let me say here instinctual part um superego operates as a moral conscience and the ego is the realistic part that mediates between the desires of the id and the superego. So, yeah, it's your superego that is that is uh, out of whack. That it's, it's out of whack and it's taking over the ego, hmm. it's actually uh, uh, overstepping its bounds. Or you would say the id is overstepping its bounds because, as you know, you, and this happens when men are transitioning from uh, 35 to 45. Like Jeff said, I still got it. You know, I, I can get any of the young ladies. I'm still a Mac. Yeah, you know, oh, man. Who, who Point out, point out, she be, my, you know what I mean? I still got the swag. No, you don't. You no, you don't. You're 45 years old, man.
1: Okay, but, but, but. but, but, but. But here's my, here's my pushback on that. And I think I'm speaking for a lot of swaggy 45 year (laughs) old.
2: And
1: I'm not there yet, but if they are still pulling them, Mm. and the culture is just structured. So whether it is younger females who are pursuing these brothers and it's not always just, he has a car and a lot of money. Sometimes these older gentlemen are more polished that's more in right. themselves, That's right? These younger guys are still playing young and dumb mm-hmm. and messing females over. So mm-hmm. so that older gentleman, that 40, 45, 50 year old, he really is, you know. So he's saying, How are you gonna tell me I'm not I, I, I'm I'm playing an image? How are you gonna tell me I'm just I could see if it was some old player and everybody just brushing him off like Jerome from Martin, right? You know, and everybody <laughs> just <in a> him <laughs> pathetic and he rapping uh-huh. the book on the corner. But what do you say to these older gentlemen who they, they really are, they are in their element and they they can get a 60 year old as much as they can get a, a, a 36 year old or a 26 year old and they're feeling their confidence. How, how do you wrestle with somebody who might push back in that direction?
0: Can I, can I jump, can I jump in there yes, real sir. quick? Because, yes, sir. because I, I think a lot of them are not pulling them. A lot of them are sugar daddies. Okay. That's, be. that,
2: that's, that's, definitely.
0: What, that's, a, that's because, they they may the, the young lady may want them for, you know, because they're nice and they're sweet and they're they're the ones paying the bill, but they still want that roughneck on the side too. Right. True, young, right. That young thug. Now let me say this real quick for the super spiritual people who may be walk, watching, you know, uh talking because we're talking about ids and egos. There is a time that we have to bridge spirituality. And psychology. Thank you. And, you know, let people know. And we so, have a trained counselor know. here. This, yeah, is, he not is, a, trained this counselor. is not a Jack
1: Lay, you know, uh, <laughs> Facebook expert. This is not one of your YouTube researchers, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, so how do we wrestle? And I mean, there, there's got to be a balance there. I mean, because, you know, it, it's become the age of the silver fox. It's yes, become the, yes, You got young dudes dyeing their hair silver. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're right, trying to look more.
2: Right, right. I, I would say that um, when you're 26, you're an adult. Matter of fact, you're, you really don't, your, your, your brain, the front of your brain, which is the part that really makes moral judgments, which makes, um, makes for sound decision making, that doesn't mature until you're 27 years old. So let's start kind of right there. But now if you're 46 and you're dating a 16-year-old, 15-year-old, 14-year-old, there's something to be desired in your moral compass. Hmm. Something, something's out of whack. Now, sure, if, if there are young ladies who want an older man and they're old enough, then how much can we say, well, you know, how many of us have daddy and mommy issues? And that's everybody. I don't care where they come from. I don't care who they are. Everybody's got some kind of issue because of the way in which they grow up. And everybody has, and I don't want to say issue. That's another word that's really overused. Um, But I want to um, say, um, we all have baggage Hmm. from the way we came up, no matter who we are and we bring it with us. So sometimes you're closer to your mother than you were to your father or sometimes you're closer to your father than you were to your mother. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it's when the moral compass is out of whack because you want to prove you still got
1: it. right. Like right.
2: having five women, they all 36 years old, but they don't know about each other. You right. Got five honeys. You understand right. what I'm saying? And you got the same hundred dollar bill you've been showing to all five honeys. <laughs> I got three hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, and nobody knows about each other. You know what I'm saying? You got, but but you you the Mac, that's a moral compass. Right. That's off. And usually it happens within the transition periods of thirty five to forty five. Now, that's when you cause a crisis you're you're living a crisis that's going to happen
1: now is that the same as midlife crisis or is this a, a different angle to transition in a man's life so actually
2: we- i'm sorry
1: no go ahead
2: actually the 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 myth It's not only midlife crisis but it can when you're transferring from let's say for example from 22 to 27 you can do things between 22 and 27 that you're not supposed to be doing. You know better, but you are still trying to capture some younger part of yourself. But you're 27. Think about how when you guys got ready to go to 30 years old. Think about it. When you got 27, 26, you were going, oh, man, I'm not going to be young anymore. Because you're not. When you're 27, 28, 29, 30, you're not a young person anymore. Yeah. You're not a young. You're an adult, and now that the front, the frontal lobe is now matured and making uh, decisions that are adult in your in your head, uh, now you need to start moving to adult. But you keep trying to hold on to it until you realize, man. When I used to, I used to be able to drink a fifth of vodka with no problem dog and get me a doggone quarter OE and a and an ounce of weed. I used to be able to roll deep. Now you're understanding. now the next day and the day after that is not as pleasant as it was when you were get. So it's those kinds of you can never to answer your question. Let me let me be. You can have a, a crisis. At every stage of development. Wow. Mm. Or you can choose to transition at every stage of development. That's it. And normally, you know how to transition if you've had as much of good parenting as possible. Mm. Because Mm. you're always going to go back to your core of who you are unless you've been transformed.
1: Wow. I was
2: transformed in the church. Wow. Everything I know about being a husband, about loving my family, about working on being to work on time, all of those. I all I learned all of that in the church. So wow. it could happen. But nine times out of 10, it doesn't.
0: Now, Dr. Della Cruz, would it be the same thing? Because, you know, in my mind, in my mind, I feel like I can still, you know, if somebody if something like somebody gave me a trial for the Cleveland Browns right now, I could still go out and do it. No, in, my mind, in my mind, I really
3: believe yes, it. Sir. Yes, why, sir.
1: That's why I got my eulogy ready for you. That's, <laughs> your, that's how you think. And I you know how them news stations, they already have the obituary for famous people. You know, you know, yes, they, you know, the news stations, they already have like an obituary for like right. LeBron James already. I have a eulogy for Jeff because he still thinks he can run. <laughs>
2: Hey, I'm gonna be right there next to you, too. right, right, you right, with right. right. our collars on. Can I read the scripture?
0: In our vestments, Class A vestments.
2: Oh, that.
0: here's the thing, though. You know, even though my, mind, even not, though my mind. Al not Al Bundy, not our Bundy, black Al Bundy. <laughs> even, even though my mind thinks it. When I get out of bed, my back says it ain't so. Yes, yes, yes you know? sir. So, so I, I although I would love to try it, I won't do. But then there's probably a lot of people who will try it. Maybe yes. not go, try out for a football team, right. but will do what their mind is telling them that they really can't do. Right. You know, and that's why I that's why I think a lot of these young older older gentlemen, you know, instead of getting that you know know that uh, truck that they really need, they go out and buy a Corvette. <laughs> um right can go 100 miles they
1: can't from- oh. fit in. <laughs> can't fit in you can't get out of can't get out of you gotta sleep gonna in buy
2: it. a sweatsuit that they ain't gonna run in <laughs> come on sir nope nope okay so but I have. They're, they're, they're gonna try to have they're gonna they're gonna go into hawk yeah over something that they didn't have to go into hawk for right. like two brand new cars or you know um again, you're, you're, you're doing, you're making decisions that usually look like crisis rather than transition.
3: Mm. Mm. That's good. I
1: have a few sort of caveats that, you know, I'd love for you to address doctor. And and one of them starts with, and we, and again, and and I, I, I would ask him the question, but I guess I can just phrase it. Males are not given this terminology right? because, you know, Females went from being totally neglected to entire industries being built around them because it was such a ripe market. So your magazines, your Mm self-help books, your health Mm -hmm. books, all Mm -hmm. of that. Males on this side, at least, of the issues, have not had that. We're not picking up books. you know, And we see them on the rack when we look at the front of of, of the men's world, men's health, and all that. But they're all 99 ways to satisfy your woman and all that stuff, which, again, we can't do, but we think we can. (laughs) So I do want to talk about two things. Number one, just like females, there are male late bloomers. Yes, sir. And, and and, And in transparency, I'll call myself one of them, still feeling very awkward, In the early 20s, even to mid 20s. And I got married at 23, you know, but still feeling awkward and not as self-assured and and not even having any real swag or Mm -hmm. or confidence about myself. And so I I walk into that confidence and become more confident by the time I am 27 and 28 and 29, not necessarily trying to chase a teenage girl or anything, Mm -hmm. but definitely feeling myself in ways that my mental didn't allow me to. Sure. And 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 struggled literally with people who were younger than me feeling like they were older and more experienced and worldly Mm -hmm. than me, and I don't mean Mm -hmm. sinful, but maybe it could mean sinful. But you know, we gotta come out the church vernacular of worldly just worldly minded. Mm -hmm. And and so, I, you know, some of these gentlemen, and I can I relate, we don't feel like we're trying to chase something that already was and shouldn't be anymore. Mm-hmm. We're actually finally walking in that something right. just at a later date. And I want to add to that a second caveat. Then there are some gentlemen who genuinely kind of mess over their young lives mm-hmm. or waste their younger years. Mm-hmm. And then they take better care of their health. Maybe they go back to school. Mm-hmm. They start working out and, you know, and eating right. And they become that more virulent, you know, vibrant individual Mm -hmm. who who can do what they really were probably too sloppy and lazy and unfocused to do at 24 and 22. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. they are kind of a specimen Mm -hmm. at 28 and 30 and 35. Mm -hmm. And so, how do you walk with that? How do you walk alongside that? Is that still a crisis or a transition, or is it just a delayed transition behind some others?
2: you've chosen to transition rather than cause yourself or somebody else a crisis. Okay. Um, and all of it. And of course, brothers, I was raised very differently than what the church was, would have raised me. I was, I was a convert at 19 years old and I was a major drug dealer as well as a drug addict. Um, from the time I was 12 overdose when I was 17, You know, I didn't have the kind of training. No father. My mother was also an addict. Um, And so all of what surrounds that, you know, bears bore witness in some of the transitions of my life. But I would say to answer you to to make it a question, I would say um, the amount of regrets, Mm. maybe less, maybe the amount of regrets may be less when you turn 35 because that's when you really, after you turn 30, when you get to 35, you start thinking about things you had not done and you do try to go back and get them like a better career, a degree, or getting in shape or something like that. Um, but there are regrets you can't go back and get wow. that kind of filter on your heart. That's why Solomon when he wrote Proverbs and Psal- and um, Psalms of Solomon, he was reflecting on his life. He wasn't writing as though he were Paul writing letters to the to the churches. He was reflecting of how he did not listen to the right people. And he was telling those younger and partic- most of all his children. Hey, I, I can tell you from experience, don't do this or this regret you're going to have when you're 45. 45.
1: Because he was far beyond.
2: Yes, it goes far beyond. Yes, sir. So you you you'll still have the thoughts because that's where a lot of things happen is in our thought life. Really, uh, especially when we're transitioning from one age to another, because we know now we are on our way. And God forbid we talk about the reality of death, Mm. the reality of death. You know that you are closer rather than further away. When you're young, you're invincible. But then you turn 30, you turn 35, you go, "Ooh, wow. And then when you turn 40, you realize I am I'm middle aged. Right. Have you ever come to that, brothers? Let me ask you. Have you ever come to that and go, I'm there. (laughs)
1: I'm
2: middle aged. Like, how old are you, uh, Todd, if you don't mind? I'm
1: I'm I'm 39. Okay, 39. You know, you're middle aged. I'm
0: they <laughs> don't want to it. They don't want to it. They got an eagle. They got an eagle right there. ego right there. You are middle aged, bishop. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna go outside. And, I'm gonna go outside and try to dunk after the show is over on the, on the basketball hoop.
0: <laughs> and, and Pastor Galacruz, doctor, don't don't start. Re- don't start reading obituaries. And, right. And that's right. Your friends, all your friends that you went to school with have right. now Listen passed that. on.
1: But we don't like that's to right. think that because, you know, when I was 20, middle age was 55 and 60 to me.
2: Yes, sir. That's Y'all nice. middle age. Right. You
1: know, there was right. great grandfathers. You know what I mean? It, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's scary to think about, but that's a reality check that right. men don't
2: face and think about it now i'm from the hood so i got married early and had kids when i was a teenager so my oldest son is 47 years old and i'm Ooh. only 59 my second oldest is 46 so so you you have to understand that there are things that that go along with you transitioning and the things that you're thinking about are really what's what what fights you the most yeah. You know, like I don't have it anymore or I regret that I didn't go to college. Well, no, you you weren't supposed to go to college, man. You were supposed to do what you're doing now because God was walking with you. All of that. Well, again, I, I, I can't help but go to the spiritual death. This is a fruitful life. Children, work, um, relationships. And if you notice when you turn and, and tell me if you guys notice this. When you turn 35, relationships got more important than uh, succession or succeeding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would, I, would I say, would you, would you say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely.
2: Relationships got more important. For me, when I turned 35, I needed brothers that I could confess to. Right. You know what I mean? No matter what it was, that they would understand and they, and they would walk with me through it, whatever I was going through.
1: I think I talked to my brothers more frequently on a daily basis than I did in my 20s when you mm-hmm. call yourself with a crew kicking right. it, but right. it was so empty. It, it was just, you know, nothing wrong with sharing life. People are getting right. married and doing that. But now this stage is, hey, just how are you doing? Every once in a while, it's a dump mm-hmm. on each other. You know, right. can't believe wife did this or these kids mm-hmm. on my nerves. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. But that's actually a, a, a basically informal counseling. You yes, know, it is. To one another. <laughs> yes, and, it is. And talking to, but you almost feel like you need it. You actually feel weird if I have mm-hmm. not talked to either Jeff or Tony, right. and gotten the text from my buddy Ted. If I have not heard from one of those three people or at least two of them right. in a day, I feel like my day is empty. In, in sure. a lot of ways, Absolutely. you know, sure. and, and I definitely can testify. And Jeff and I, with our friendship and our, our brotherhood, we can testify to that. And you already plugged into the spiritual. And by the way, for those of you tuning in, we are talking male opause, male opause, and the male ego, the transitions that can, if you're not careful, become crisis at various stages of life. And if you have a question for our certified counselor, mm-hmm. Reverend Dr. Angel De La Cruz. And we wear that well because he ain't just another shiny shoe doc. <laughs> 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 well,
3: doc. well,
2: actually, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually a trained experience counselor. I wouldn't experience.
1: say experience. Exactly. Yes. He didn't just get his paper from the Internet yesterday. Right, All right. right. So <laughs> if you have a question, please pose it. Since we're talking spiritual and, and I we do have uh, a question. Matter of fact, I'll go ahead and ask it now uh, from Pastor Richard Wingfield, uh, who asked, how do you manage living with those regrets that play at age 50 or 60? And are they different from the regrets that might pop up in your 30s or 40s?
2: Oh, well, welcome, Pastor Wingfield. I know him. Uh, we went to a seminary together and uh, at least in seminary together at Pittsburgh Seminary. Well, the the regrets that play at age 60, 50 or 60 become more intense than they were at 30s and 40s because you're on, you're on the other side moving down. You're coming into the end time of your life. Your summers are not as many as they were when you were 45 or 30, 30s and 40s. And so they become a lot more intense. Um, and then you try to find ways in which those regrets don't overwhelm your day or overwhelm everything that you're doing, because then depression usually sets in. Now, there are different, different set, different measures of depression. There's light depression, there's moderate depression, and mm-hmm. there's severe depression. And depending on how you deal with the regrets, um, how they stay on your mind, because you can't go back and correct them, you, you or 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 you can't. Make up for those regrets because, again, you can't go back and correct them. Um, usually they are a lot more intense and you have to have something in your life. And here is where we transition something in your life that is building up or helping your or relationships that are growing at 50 or 60. In the transitions, you need to have something that you're working on, that you're building that helps with the regret. Mm. that Mm. helps with the regret. Does that make sense, brothers? And I I hope, Richard, that that made sense.
0: Oh, it absolutely does. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I learned, and this may not be a question, but it's more of a comment, was that there are things that my 18-year-old person done that my 40-year-old man had to pay for. You know, uh, when when I left uh, my first wife, you know, and I'm just being transparent here, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I never looked at the the harm and the hurt that it would do to my child.
3: Right.
0: Um, you know, so I had to physically have that conversation at a later date, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I, we had to sit down and she, you know, she, she asked me with tears in her eyes. Why'd you leave me? And sure. I didn't leave you, right. you know, but the truth of the matter is I did.
2: Yes. yes. And, you know,
0: I, I never really, I never looked at it as I was leaving my child, mm-hmm. but I left my child. And I think, you know, we don't, we, 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 we take for granted, you know, those type of things. And, and so oftentimes that plays on our ego because, you know, maybe somebody else raised your child mm-hmm. or maybe somebody mm-hmm. else calls your child daddy now. Sure. you sure. know, it's, you know, maybe, you know, you weren't the parent that was at every ball game and, you mm-hmm. know, you're, at your child's graduation, they're not saying, right. I want to thank daddy, you know, right. <laughs> right. my mom, my mama sure. done everything for me. Right <laughs> now, now your, now your ego is, you know, you know, sure. You know, you sometimes you can jump off a person's ego and land on their credit score. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. 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 That's right.
2: So uh, that's right. I mean, it's hard. I, I tell you what, Jeff. I remember um, one of the hardest things in my life was divorcing my first wife, and and my children were teenagers, and um, they they had it was a traumatic experience for them. But when they got older. And they needed to talk about it. I could not counsel them. You can't counsel your family members. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, they, they re- people, it's recommended strongly. You don't counsel your family members. You refer them to somebody else. Whoops. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> you <prefer. laughs> That's, they, you know, <laughs> when I told my children, I told them, I said, you have a 10-year period to tell me anything. A 10 year period. Whatever you want to tell me, whatever you, you want to say to me about what went on, what questions you have of me. You have a 10 year period. But after that, it's closed because I must move on and I want to live as I move on. I've got to be able to put to put the chapter of ending behind that part of my life. And so, yeah, yeah. It, so I'm I'm with you on that, Jeff. Can I can I ask,
0: can I ask you a quick question? Quick, quick, what, what was what was the purpose of the ten year period? Why did you? Get a uh, because
2: they may seek counseling because of how I may have messed up their lives in one way or another, whether it's true or not. And they that trauma is going to come back in their adult life.
0: Okay.
2: That trauma is going to find its way. People think that traumas only happen for the moment that they happen. No, trauma can, it will happen. That's why they talk, call it post-traumatic stress disorder. You know how many folk got post-traumatic stress disorder and don't even realize it because they're still trying to deal with a trauma that hasn't really truly been processed and truly been dealt with.
1: Right. So,
2: so yeah, uh, I gave them that 10 years so that whenever, and when they do, because they had resources I didn't. I couldn't go to counseling. I had to, like what you said, uh, I had to count on my pastor. And eventually, my it was too much for my pastor. He couldn't handle it. Wow. He could he could not handle it. He could not handle what we because he was trying to stay neutral. He was trying to stay loving to both people. He could not handle it, and we were by ourselves. Wow, I, I went too much in this to that. So. Sorry. Yeah. About that.
1: that's, no, that's OK. Uh, I, I want to pivot a bit in our last 20 minutes or so, 15 to 20 mm-hmm. minutes or so in dealing with how this relates to our life of faith. And in particular, this bizarre world we call the church, which mm-hmm. really does feel like things are sometimes out, you know, upside down or out of whack. And I, yes, I, I, I said something to you before we went live tonight that when we talk about the male ego, whenever you think of that word ego, of course, the first person you think of is the preacher. You think of the the, the black preacher, the platform, the desire for prominence, the, of course, adulation that whether they uh, seek for it or not, people lay upon them. And but when you talk about age and transition and crisis. In the church world, in the black church world, where sometimes black culture and black church are just is this mex, messy intertwined thing where yes. you're not in it, you're still a part That's of so. it. <laughs> you're not even considered a grown man until you're at least 45 years right. old.
2: That's Most
1: right. of our men who and women, but I'll stick, stick with men for now, no disrespect to our ladies, mm-hmm. who have become pastors traditionally either don't become pastors until they're well into their fifties mm-hmm. or are not fully respected or viewed as pastors right. until they're well into their fifties. Right. And so they're just now walking in that I'm the HNIC. Mm-hmm. I am somebody that, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, maybe in other occupations, you could be a hotshot accountant at 25 and manage sure. a firm. Sure. You could be a, a, a doctor and have your own practice by the time mm-hmm. you're 35. Mm-hmm. But in the church world, you're still in the sunshine band until you're 42. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, how yes. does that fit into maybe the church uh, agitating those crisis uh, of age and transition wh- instead of helping healthy transition, the church actually harms the development right. of our males. How, how would I, you feel about that?
2: I would say that that's one of the reasons why you don't see young black men in church. Because no. then once, the fu- once finally that young man be, now becomes old enough to be pastor, he, a lot of times, is protecting his territory.
3: Mm. So he
2: doesn't want anyone to outshine him. I'll be more smarter than him. I've known of young black men who have church at a counter at Perkins because they feel like if they come in the church and offer themselves their profession, their personhood, that the pastor has somehow felt intimidated somehow and mm-hmm. i I've, I've heard a lot of that a lot of times mm-hmm. um young black men are what you're what you're talking about is experiencing growth and a a healthy place to grow and black men will usually say well i i can't grow in there that that dude don't want nothing to do with me
1: and can, can i unpack you? and can i unpack the other side of that yes you can sir. a lot of our black church women still treat grown men you still wet behind the ears you know i'm good in 40 you know and paying taxes and and you young enough to be my son and and all of that talk and you know i've seen a weird thing so you talk about that young black male that doesn't really whether they don't want to be in the church period Mm -hmm. or they have to find a space for ministry outside the church then we see the other side of that young black eager minister or preacher they often try to mold themselves in an old mold yes sir and i've literally watched them and some of us have a natural cadence or we have a natural way of Mm -hmm. speaking and doing and others start mimicking and they walk with a stilted limp like they Mm -hmm. 72 they wear an old (laughs) suit three-piece suits with a chain Mm -hmm. and Putting fake gray dye in their hair, <laughs> right. and then over here talking about truly the Lord is good. Right, right. You
2: know, but but, but right.
0: I think
1: you know they're saying to themselves, "If I don't behave this way, I, I won't be accepted, be rude, or or at least I'll get the attention I'm seeking at a young right. age." Because right. the only man I see getting any attention is the 65 year old guy that acts right. this way. Right,
2: exactly. You know, unless
1: you're some superstar hot shot mega church preacher. If mm-hmm. you're in the average church context where the most of us live in reality, mm-hmm. you're basically a nobody unless you take on a certain vernacular and behavior, yes, which, again, feeds that old man getting all the ladies attention, young mm-hmm. and old, young mm-hmm. and old. That's right. I've never seen so many older 70, 80 year old ladies. and Y'all can get mad at me if you want to church members who just edge the line of appreciation into they make the preacher and especially older preachers into their own Billy D Williams type because yes, yes, he's always sharply dressed and he yes, knows sir. exactly what to say. And even he mm-hmm. prays smooth and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so you got young men watching that
2: That's
1: right. and it kind of screws up the transition timeline, if you will, because now instead of going back, you have some young men trying to leap leapfrog mm-hmm. over stages
2: Right, that's that right. They, that well, they, they the in. church is still a, it's too tight to have self-actualization. Huh. It, it's well. so tight. It's you can't become who and what you are as a preacher. You know, maybe I'm not the one that has the cadence. Maybe I'm not the one that but I know that I'm called. Maybe I'm not a yeller. Right? right. I'm I'm not a, I'm not somebody, but I but I have but I teach and while I'm preaching just there's not an and I know and I, I can hear my religious brothers and sisters say um uh oh self-actualization you ain't supposed to be about the self right You know, you, right. You, you, you should be wanting to be like Jesus you know um Jesus was accepted in the temple at 12 years old right um, he sat with he sat with the, the great minds of the of the Old Testament church in Nazareth at, at 12 years old because they had a place where he could actualize. Right. And so I think a lot of times the church is real tight. And, and, and usually what young men will do is they will say, well, I can't compete with that. I'm going someplace else to yeah. feel empowered.
1: And, 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 you know, and maybe this is a statement slash question you can, there is, and and I, I, I hate the fact that most of our media and most of our, our artistic expression and representations of black culture and church kind of just really overdo it to the mm-hmm. point of scandal all the time. Mm-hmm. But there are strange undercurrents of sort of an intersexualization
2: mm-hmm. of one
1: another and yes, socializations sir. almost like high schoolish. Yes. Of just everyone's kind of sizing each other up whether you want to admit it Absolutely. or not. Right. Yes, sir. yes, sir. In right. the church yes, sir whether you want to admit it or not. And just like a person would at the bar or in the world, as they're mm-hmm. transitioning through life in the church, That's right. they are also trying to find their space
2: right. where I
1: went from being the young gun to now I'm maybe trying to be young gun that I was, right. that I could have been before. Right. And now I'm trying to be old dignified man, because each stage is getting me attention. Mm-hmm. Each stage is getting people looking at me in a different way, I, you know, and, and we don't like to talk about that because we think sexuality, well, well, I don't have any scandals, but it's not always right. just trying to hop in somebody's bed.
2: Right. Exactly. It really is
1: how our compliments just kind of have a little tinge to them in mm-hmm. the way I we look that. at each other, the way we try to serve men of prominence.
2: Right. When yes, we sir.
1: serve them almost as if they are Solomon on the throne. Yes, with yes, and, we do. and Yes, and- we do. You know, and we think, how can he do this? I'm like, do you see how you treat this cat in that chair? <laughs> he might as well be in an Egyptian palace somewhere. That's right. That's you know, right. with a naked woman feeding them grapes after he preached. Right. <laughs> if you got a grown woman feeding you water, yes. You know, yes. I mean, physically, I agree. You know, for
2: I agree. you. Yeah.
1: We don't like to think it, wow. but it is not pure, but it's also not wicked, but it's also an undercurrent that just kind of flows there that I think messes with everybody's subconscious in a lot of ways. It does.
2: And there's an uncomfortability that exists that you try to ignore. And everybody at that moment, when the sister is pouring the water down his, his throat or wiping his sweat, like he don't have hands, right? You know, everyone is uncomfortable with it, but won't say anything because the culture the culture is so tight; it won't open up, and yeah. it's, it's a culture. It's a culture that that you can't you can't you can't fight because it's too dense. I'm taking pastor. a. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, you know, that I think that goes back and speaks to the ego, though. Once again, of that pastor who yes, is sir. willing to let you uh, yeah. wipe your yeah. head, he who is willing yes, sir. to allow this young man who. You know, to to carry your Bible and right, you right. know your Bible don't weigh nothing but two pounds. Right, Why can't you carry right. it yourself? You know, to right. be, you know, uh, it's it's once again, and I say it. You know, it's that Superman complex mm-hmm. because truth be told, if I'm at church and I say, "Boy, I'm hungry," within two minutes, I'm gonna have some care. Somebody's gonna go get me. Oh, oh yeah, right. oh yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Somebody's right. gonna somebody's gonna go get me some chicken and bring it to me. But right. then when I get home and I say I'm hungry. Or you know, I still got to cut the grass. Why? Right, gotta, right. I'm the
3: pastor. You about right. to
1: be everything but the pastor, Doc. Right, you gonna be Tom Dick Harry Negro, please.
0: So 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 you so you're Superman in the church, right. but you 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 Negro Jeff at home. Right. And, you know? and and here's
1: my experience, Jeff. And Jeff and I have probably walked in this a little bit, and it's a part of my nature. This is George coming out of me too. Now, if you dare to be standoffish from that persona and you don't accept or or reach out in the more personal embrace, you know, people are treating you as if you're the strange one when you are mm-hmm. operating in boundaries, right. where right. I am not trying to rub up on women's backs after church. Yeah, and right. I am not that's trying, trying right. to lay hands on somebody that's all the right. time and have intimate conversations in the back office or that's let right. people tell me all this. And, and again, I feel normal, but I feel the current of, People like, you know what, let me go find me a pastor who will spend more time with me and more attention, who wants to be adored, who wants attention, who wants somebody to warm their car up. And and again, there's an undercurrent to all of that. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I, I do extra stuff for my spouse, basically, and that's about it.
2: Right. Quite frankly. Right.
1: There's a lot of people who've lived that life. And again, it's really no different than that older gentleman who's at the bar and is being doted on by a lot of usually younger females right, or, or right. females who think that they just got it all together and they're right. being doted on. Mm-hmm. And if he's just a gruff guy in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a Dickies, you know, work suit, having right, a beer, right. he's not going to get any attention. Right. But if he's, if he's the guy, you know, slinging and grinning and all this stuff in mm-hmm. everybody's face, well, he's going to continue to be that magnet. Sure. Whereas if you're a working man's preacher mm-hmm. and I want to do my job and go home and love yeah, my family, amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Amen. my yeah. job, love my family, shake That's your hand, right. and keep it moving, start my own car. You, you almost create people literally like I'm not being ministered to because this person isn't whispering in my ear and they right. ain't trying to get no prophecy. Right, right, they right. you're right. your breath. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you' ain't right <laughs> Am I right, about it? Am I right about it
2: I mean we
1: that could be a whole show unto itself the sexualization of church and the relationships that we develop mm-hmm. again subconsciously and how that almost mirror image the sexual tension of the club the bar right. right you know, relationships that you have to break sometimes at your detriment now.
2: Yeah, but they have to be broken so you can save yourself and your family.
1: Right. Right. Because
2: you are going to be the one that's going to fall. That's you're being diligent and vigilant about your comportment so that it is not in any way, shape or form. It is not broken. That that love connection with your wife is not broken, that your family and you don't set a bomb in the middle of your home and blow it up. So. So for me, that's why for me, elders are so important. And in my particular denomination, elders are equal with the pastor. Hmm. Elders are equal with the pastor. They're ordained. The only thing they're not equal. And I'm the teaching elder. They're not the teachers, but they can say to me, they can say to me, Pastor Angel. I mean, they can they they have as much of a voice in the room as I do. Now, of course, there are gifts of leadership and different things like that, but it is imperative that you do that because if you don't, you you'll find yourself you can find yourself slipping. Right.
0: Amen. Listen, as we come to a close. It's just a quick question. A uh, final, quick question: How do you? How do we find ourselves? Give us some tips on balancing our egos as as black men, or it's just men are men. Period. How do we balance this ego that we have?
2: Okay, I'm going to begin with um, what my friend Winfield. The question he asked is: Watch how you dwell on regrets. Hmm. Watch hmm. how you dwell on regrets. Watch how they can overcome you and overwhelm you. Um, And you don't do what Paul says to do, which um, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report. Think on these things. Look at all. Like I I got I went through one transition where my my degrees didn't matter. It felt like I didn't do enough. Mm
3: -hmm. but then
2: it was I knew I had to think of my graduations. I had to think of the people I love and who loved me and was proud of me. That's that's one point. Another tip would be um, uh, make sure your your relationships uh, uh, are healthy. Mm -hmm. Make sure all your relationships are healthy and that can depend on what people call health. But um, uh, I know that there are people that in your churches that they, they, they have this kind of sycophant kind of idealistic. This is my pastor. And they look up to them as though they were holy and divine and, rever- and should be revered like the Lord. Be, be understanding and discerning of those kinds of relationship. And then thirdly, I would say um, probably know when you're in the transition. Hmm. Know when you're feeling like, man, I'm just not feeling right. Uh, man, I don't know what's going on. But I'm going to talk to so and so about this, right. and then uh, uh, oh, also have ways in which you're you are thinking about progressing in your life, like goals, small goals. If it's losing weight, which you know, I haven't hit that goal yet. <laughs> I haven't hit that goal yet. <laughs> I like eating hamburgers. I like eating cheeseburgers too much. Um, <laughs> You know, think of small goals and goals in your life that you want uh, for your children, for your wife, for yourself, because those take you through the transitions. Wonderful. I love
0: Wonderful. it.
1: Wonderful. I love it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Pastor De Cruz, I mean, this was such a unique and enlightening show that actually puts a lot of our really foolish, stupid shows to shame. Oh, I love your show. We, have, we have done some mindless podcasts you ain't right.
2: that are ashamed <laughs> the season, to be honest. But,
1: but really, I mean, the information and the insight and intellect, and I, I really do wish uh, that we would work to create more spaces. Now, it's hard because you can invite and invite and invite and invite yeah. men to open up, but the culture has yes. so dominated the that mentalities has. of men yes. that they're just not willing. And it's enough of a fight in the church yes. to get yes, men to is. talk honestly, who are already brothers who see each other every yeah. day. And oh, we've yeah. done, Jeff, you've been there. I've been there. You've been there, Pastor Dela Cruz. The men's breakfasts and the, mm-hmm. the, the fellowships, you never really get much deeper right, than right, right, the surface, right. you mm-hmm. know, and nobody really wants to say my marriage is on the rocks right. or my right. mental has not been well. I've been yes. saying it a lot frequently and not sure if my church catches it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even when I came back from vacation, Jeff, and I mentioned, you know, when you feel your mental and I use this the word mental, when you feel your mental, getting out of whack, you need Mm -hmm. to take a break and get away. When you feel your emotions getting out of whack, and I'm trying not to because you're a little afraid again with that black church ego, people will think, well, there's something wrong with my preacher. He's supposed to be God Mm Jr. and always be confident. (laughs) So if he gets up there talking about, I'm not feeling up to par or I wrestle with anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. or every once in a while I go through seasons and Mm -hmm. then, and just not to drag it out because I know we've got to go, but then when things let's say, don't go so well, you can't always hide how it's affecting you mentally because you're supposed to just smile, make up a prophecy. Let's say we're trying to raise money, which of course the second we are about Mm -hmm. something and it's not working out. It's sometimes it's it's harder to hide the feelings of failure or disappointment. Yes. Yes. You you, want to put on and twist it and grab Mm -hmm. a scripture and do all this weird Mm -hmm. stuff. And the mm-hmm. other part of you is like, can I just be disappointed for a minute? Yes. Right. Yes,
0: sir. Right. Right. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, can I yes, just yes, feel sir. like, not
1: a failure, but can I feel right. like, can you be know, I haven't there. Be hurt.
0: Be hurt. Be can I be hurt? Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That is it. Yeah.
1: I love and I think that. we need to get there. And I think, thankfully, we are in a generation. Dr. Howard John Wesley. Uh, oh, my man. Who got up and told his church. I'm tired, and I am not well, Yes, he and I did. need to take a break.
2: Yes, he did.
1: And, you know, again, our world will celebrate people because maybe they were just the one who hit it at the right moment, the right, right. way of video. And if their preacher had said the same thing, right. they'd be holding a meeting.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Yes, <laughs> but but if that yes. guy goes on ABC today and all this other right. stuff, he becomes this like, <laughs> nice kind of uh, you know figure. It, it's great, and so you know we have to create those spaces. Thankfully, mental health and mental stability have become more uh, of a cognizant issue in yeah. the black community yes, and in the black church. But I think there are more steps we need to take to actually open up. How do we bring it out? address Absolutely. it speak to it and then deal with it you know as right. it as it comes
2: Damn. and those spaces have to be safe enough to do that right they have to be safe yeah um if they're not safe people are not going to that's why i say it can be so tight unless it opens up and spaces are made and, and made safe it's just hard
0: yeah
1: yeah pastor jeff
0: i would just say you know again uh Like Pastor Todd said, I think we those things have to be brought out. I think we need to start taking sabbaticals, and sabbatical is not going on a a preacher's retreat, right? (laughs)
1: Right. Complication,
0: convocation is is not a sabbatical, right? You know, you are going to do the four day revival, and not at your church is not a sabbatical, right? Right. I went went to the um, uh, full gospel conference, and they and I, I don't have the numbers, but they said. After, you know, after so many months, take one week after so many months, you know, it, but I'm glad that whatever the information was, they're getting it out. Yes, yes. sir. And that yes, hopefully pastor, you know, because pastors are leaving and quitting in Groves. That's right. Wow. They're wow. leaving quitting right. in Groves and right. committing suicide as well. So yes, yes, we, sir. yes. we have to be very uh, cognitive of, of, of what we do and how we do it and, uh, our space that we need to take. So Absolutely. thank you so much, Pastor Dela Cruz. Thank, thank you. you, everybody thank clap you. it up
1: for Pastor Dela Cruz. Dr. Dela Cruz, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this ad and bring in Big Mike to close us out. Again, we always thank our sponsors, uh, Phillips Care Family of Businesses. We did the cleaning, we did the lawn care, but we want to thank Phillips Care Training as well. And I, I talk highly of these brothers because I grew up with them and they are hometown heroes in the Mahoney Valley. Not only do they do the lawn care, the cleaning, but the same family operates a, a physical training business. And they are the new owners of High Street Fitness in Cortland, Ohio. They have all types of specials and programs, indoor and outdoor training programs. Mike Phillips is the owner operator of that and a good saved brother who will get you right, get you fit but he will kill you in the process. He will he murder you and resurrect you uh, in the process. Uh, but he is good at what he does. Check out Mike. Call him at 330-984-7632. When you're ready to get out those hamburgers, Dr. De Cruz, Mike will get you right. Mike All will right. get you. <laughs> he'll, have you, he'll, have <laughs> you hating, he'll have you hating hamburgers. after <laughs> he gets
0: with you. Dr. De La Cruz, I asked him yesterday on Facebook. I asked him, could I, could I, can I just drop my stomach off and come back and pick it up when it's <laughs> I, don't, I don't get no response man. I don't know.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> come on, big <laughs> Mike, close us out, brother.
3: Pastor Dela Cruz, my man. My man Mike. Always, always fire. This guy right here, man. Uh, first off, let me say, you know, growing up Kojic, nothing against Kojic, but uh, you know how. You know going to church visiting different churches how they always put that pastor on that pedestal mm-hmm. you know, like you guys were talking about earlier this guy right here broke the mold for me man mm-hmm. this guy broke the mold i remember first going to his church you know they had to the screen up with the words for praise and worship and all of that and it came to offering time and they had the weekly budget what they re- what they needed and what they raised the week before, so they were that. So the first thing was the transparency from mm-hmm. him that really got to me,
1: brother. You ain't uh, never seen the board on the side of the Baptist church with the.
3: Hey, they had it in the front. doing that for years. They had it for everybody to see. It. But- <laughs> Ain't nobody looking to the side, bro. Ain't nobody looking to the
0: side. side. (laughs) It it was three and a half people in Sunday school today. (laughs) Right, right, right. Three and a half
3: people in Sunday school. Sunshine Band raised $20. $29 in the fish fry last week. (laughs) Right, right. And and then another thing that got me, um, I was going to his church. I ran. Into some hard financial times, and I wasn't paying my tithes in an the offering, so I went to him apologize, and he was like, "Mike, I, I, I don't know who does what. I don't know they collect the money, and they." He said, "I only, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. That's and, my you know, world,
1: Doc, that's it. And yes. you know, and,
3: and he said, not that I'm going to steal it or not that I'm going to take it. He said, Mike, mm-hmm. I don't even want the temptation,
2: mm-hmm. right?
3: And that, and that right there really stood out." uh, with me for this guy right here, man. He, uh, oh, thank you, man. Sta- stand up guy, stand up guy, stand up guy all the way around, man. One of my best friends, my confidant, we keep in touch every now and then, you know, catch up and this and that, but Angel,
2: you my man, you my man. Same here, Mike. You my dude, man. <laughs> I'm proud of what y'all are doing. I thank God y'all do this, man. I
3: appreciate your support, man. Oh, yeah, appreciate yeah, your support, we, man. We um, that. I do have one comment. A friend of mine, a close friend of mine was going to counseling. He's in his mid-40s and he was going to counseling and the counselor told him, which kind of surprised me, that there's no such thing as a midlife crisis. He said, you get to a certain age where you just don't care what anybody thinks anymore. Wow. So wow. what what are, what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree? you disagree? I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm kind of yep. curious to see where. Yes,
2: sir. Going. You can you choose to make it a crisis by what you do Okay. Mm. transition by choosing to make it a transition again, being 65 years old, married with grandchildren. But you're going to mess around with a 16 year old, Mm -hmm. you know, you choose, you choose, you choose. It's what you choose to do. Um, uh, But there are transitions you can turn them into crises. So I kind of agree with the guy with what he's saying. Does that make sense?
3: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense, that that makes sense. But that's all I have. Thanks, Angel, for coming on. Anytime, fellas. I've been wanting to do this episode for a while, so thanks for uh, squeezing us in your schedule. I know oh, you've been you busy. got it, man. Yeah, It's I way past it.
2: my bedtime, brother. <laughs> oh, Lord.
3: <laughs>
1: Listen, oh. all of our viewers, keep watching, liking, sharing. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and make sure you follow us on YouTube. Absolutely. Keep Commenting and sharing. We got some fire episodes coming up. Look for some announcements in the next few weeks. Okay. We are religiously incorrect, and we're gonna stay that way. We're, we're loving what we do. <laughs> Meet us next week Love for it. Sunday night service. Them kids better be in the bed because we got school anymore. The <laughs> they all better be. I'm about to go up there with some Tylenol PMs, some drill. <laughs> some nitro. It's, 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 it's cocktail time, doc.
0: <laughs> Listen, as y'all kids going to school, please make sure they wear a mask. Make sure them kids are wearing a mask, train them how to wear them, you know. Don't fool
1: with them, them evangelicals. Them the delta is real. Don't fool with <laughs> yes, that. Yes, mask. it is. Yeah, no doubt. Yes, no it doubt.
2: is, brother. Yes, it is. I'm
1: about to wear a mask on this podcast. I don't want to come <laughs> this camera. Don't look <laughs> too sh- too shoddy to me. <laughs> yeah, <crazy. laughs> Everybody take care. Have a great night. We love y'all. Until next time. Mike, take us out.
3: All right. Peace, y'all. See you next week. Everybody.